Hello, welcome to the Cowboy Show, hosted by Ben Carey and Nick Granarad, combining expert human opinions with cutting-edge simulation models to help you arrive at the best picks each week. Inside Edge Community, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to today's stream. Uh, it is Wednesday, my dudes, which means we've got uh, an unusually light slate of baseball, only 14 games. I think this is the first Wednesday uh, all season that I can remember where we've had a team uh, having an off day. The Mariners and the uh, and the Padres don't play today for some reason. I really don't know why. Uh, Wednesday is, is consistently 15 games, uh, but only 14 today. I was actually looking for them, and I was like, wait, where the fuck did they go? I, I don't know where they went. They're uh, traveling somewhere. Got more important things to do. Uh, as we have the uh, last several Wednesdays, we've got Javon on board. Javon, how are you doing this morning? I'm pretty good. Excited. Pretty excited for the slate today, honestly. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for the slate today, too. I was excited for the slate yesterday. And and then in all, uh, in all transparency, the stream had one of the worst days uh, it has had uh, in, in the history of the stream yesterday. Uh, I think I think it was a five and ten day overall. Not ideal, not ideal. But it was a it was a tough slate that I presented, and we had a we had a couple big big upsets. Uh, so you live with it. It happens. Uh, it's happened before. It'll happen again. Just got to bounce back with the big game. So I'm uh, I'm looking forward to the games that we're talking about today. I feel like I've got some pretty good leans. You've always got some pretty good takes on the stuff that we talk about. Uh, how is everyone in chat doing this morning? Uh, I know we had a bunch of people talking before the stream started while the intro was going, uh, talking about the Mets. So can we get uh, one more time a fuck the Mets in chat, please? Agreed. Fuck the Mets. Yeah. Uh, they they were 0 for 8 with runners in scoring position. Love it. I, so I, I actually I was really angry, and, and I looked up how many times the team has gone 0 for 8 with runners in scoring position and got shut out this season. Uh, it was the 15th time, which is actually more than I expected. The Cubs had a game earlier this year where they went 0 for 17 with runners in scoring position. How crazy is that? <laughs> it was a 13-inning game exactly. against the Yankees, and they went 0 for 13 with run 0 for 17 with runners in scoring position, and they ended up losing two to one. I would have expected some heavy heavy rays on that list. Yeah, I think I think the Rays were up there a couple times. It, I mean, it was usually like the bottom feeding teams of of the league. Plus, the Blue Jays made a surprisingly high number of appearances because the Blue Jays have a tendency to just choke like that from time to time. About their offense right now, it's awful. Yeah, they're they're like so hot and cold. They're either like the best or the worst, and there's no in between. Yeah, so so any any team yesterday chat that fucked you over, let's just all let's get it all out of our system right now. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. And then can we get a can we get a fuck the Mets in the chat? And a, and a fuck the fuck the Red Sox and a and a fuck the Blue Jays and a fuck the Yankees and and fuck whatever other team you want to you want to say fuck you to down for that yeah this is uh this is not we're actually not talking about any baseball streams we're just doing group therapy today sounds like a great idea Uh uh-huh honestly though 
Could be a could be an interesting stream concept. <laughs> Therapy Thursdays, where we where we just talk about our bad beats and tell ourselves it's okay. Sign me up. Mm -hmm. Ray Schwarber also is right. Yeah, just comment to that. Yeah. Uh, also, how about the like Kev said? How about the A scoring five runs with four hits? Classic. <laughs> Classic. Uh, all right, so it is it is a new day. Uh, there are coins to be made. There is rosemary focaccia to be acquired and eaten. Uh, so let's uh, let's go ahead and hop into today's baseball slate. Uh, so we've got, as always, five categories of games that we're going to run through. Uh, the first, you can see all of these categories on the left-hand side of the screen. For each of the first four categories, uh, we have picked out a game that fits into that category. It's four games that are interesting for four different reasons. Uh, for each of these games, we'll sit here, we'll have a little discussion. Uh, Javon will have his best bet in that game picked out. I will have my best game, best bet in that game picked out. I can't talk today. Uh, and you guys, as chat, will be able to vote on a poll, figure out what your collective favorite play in each of these games are. Uh, for all of these leans that we have our favorite bets in these games are going to be tracked over on a capwise stream bet stamp account uh, full transparency since may 4th we've tracked close to 500 uh different leans from the stream at this point and despite yesterday despite the five and ten day yesterday we are still in the green overall and that's what counts it's uh, i i think it's remarkable that we are in the green despite eating eating the juice every time we fade each other and having just a bunch of random games having a find a favorite bet even if you don't actually like any bets in that game uh so i think i think that's still very impressive that we're in the green uh the last category of the day is the walk-off favorite bets of the day uh i have mine javon will have his and you guys as the chat when it is that time can tell me what you like uh and we'll take five of them put them in a poll see what chat's collective favorite play of the day is uh good question from from wheezy what books would you say are the sharpest? Maybe like top three. So it definitely depends from sport to sport. Uh, although two answers that I'll give that are definitely uh, sharp across the board are Pinnacle and Circa. I think I think that those two are are probably I, the the ones that are definitely in the upper echelon across pretty much every sport. There's other other books will specialize in certain sports and be the first to make and move lines in those, but Pinnacle and Circa are definitely uh, front of the board with pretty much everything. Uh, so let's uh, let's hop in to category number one. Field streakers. All right, so category number one is field streakers, where we're going to take a look at a team uh, that is on a long winning streak or a long losing streak. And once again, since they uh, they tried their hardest yesterday but ended up not blowing that game, uh, we're talking about the Houston Astros, who I believe are now on a nine, no, an eight-game winning streak, uh, taking on... In the last game of the series, the Kansas City Royals, the Astros, at a modest minus 285 at home on the money line. Total sitting at eight. Poll is up. Chat, 
be sure to tell us what you like in this game. And Javon, what do you like here? Yeah, so, I mean, first, can we just talk about how exciting Jordan Alvarez is to watch right now? Like, that guy is really turning into, not that he wasn't before one of the best hitters in baseball, but he's really starting to cement himself now up there with everybody else in this league. I, I really love watching that guy hit, not just because he makes money when he does it. But it's he's super exciting to watch. And this Royals offense, too, honestly, is as bad as it was to begin the year. They're starting to become a really exciting offense to watch, too. I mean, both Wits, Merrifield and Bobby Witt, are guys that I really love, enjoy, or really love to watch. Um, and along with my man, Vinny P, who's been really exciting to watch as he's come up. Melendez, too. Honestly, I just love everything about this series. It's been super exciting. I think a lot of that's going to continue today. Um, but I'm going to go with, I guess, the square play. I'm going to go with Astros minus one and a half. Um, I kind of try to support Brad Keller um, as much as I can because I think he is a little worse, especially across the course of the season, a lot, a lot better than people give him credit for. But I think he's a little which sounds insane to say he's a little overvalued here because he's coming off of three starts, two of them versus the A's and one of them versus the Tigers. He looked good in those starts, but again, those were horrid offenses. So I think he will start to come down to earth here a little bit. Um, same can go for Christian Javier. I don't think he's going to keep this level of production up that he's been pitching lately, um, especially against his Royals offense. He's hitting really good lately. But I think the bats are going to win out here, and I think the Astros win slightly comfortably. I would – usually take with the Astros whenever I think they're going to cover the run line, I take the two and a half as well because they have one of the higher correlations in the league, meaning that they cover the two and a half whenever they cover the run line a lot more than other teams. But with the total at eight, I'm just going to stick with the one and a half and, and just take that. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to do the same thing here and take the Astros minus one and a half. So you were saying, and rightfully so, Jordan Alvarez turning into one of the best hitters in the league. Can we talk about Christian Javier? Yeah. And and the run that he's on. His last two starts, 14 innings, given up one hit in 14 innings, which was a solo home run. Only one walk and 27 strikeouts. That is insane. Like, it, I, I, was, I was reading, it, it might be like the best two-game stretch of the entire modern era of baseball. Like, yeah. since, since they moved the mound back. And against great offenses, too, which is probably yeah. the most impressive part. Yeah, against the Yankees and against the Angels. So I I think, I, like, should, should we expect seven innings of, of one-hit ball with 14 strikeouts from, from Javier today? Probably not. You should. I don't think you should ever expect that from anybody. Uh, but, but he's, I think, going to go out there and have another good game. Uh, he's not, like, racking up crazy, crazy pitch counts. He went, he went like... Into the into the one tens in one of those games, but was below a hundred in the other one. So it's not like he should be uh, all that fatigued. Um, I, I think I think Javier is going to go out and have another excellent game, give up maybe one or two runs, and and these Astros bats look pretty much unstoppable right now. They put up what was it nine yesterday, eight runs, nine runs yesterday, seven runs the day before. In bunches, I, too. they've been having to come back from both these games in these series, I believe. Yeah, so I mean, I think like uh, like Scrunch in the chat said, an Astros team total over is definitely a solid look here as well. You're probably looking at a five for that, I would assume. Um, no, you can get a four and a half at like minus one twenty five yeah, for the for the Astros team total. 
but I, I do, I do want to have part of my cap be on Javier. So I think the Astros are going to score. I think Javier is going to have a good game. So if I think one team is going to score and I think that their pitcher is going to do well, run line. So that's where I'm going to be at. And let's see where the chat is at. And to the surprise of literally nobody, chat likes the Astros. Uh, so we have 12 votes on the Astros run line, uh, four votes apiece on the over and the under. So no consensus there. Uh, and not a single person on the Royals plus one and a half. Uh, so going to go and lock this in three times over on Betstamp. Uh, I, I like this play quite a bit. I, I think I'm going to have money on this. Yeah, I will probably as well. This next one, though, probably not. This next one, yeah, no. They're, they're like, yeah. This this next one is the uh, is the one that's... Why, why, did, why did I pick this game? <laughs> uh, all right. So let's go ahead, I guess, and move along to category number two. Broom Boys. The way you swept me off the field. You know you could have been a broom. So category number two is Broom Boys. We're taking a look at a team going for a series sweep. Uh, and I think the reason that I chose this one is because we have a team that's been an underdog. Two out of two games so far and won each of them and is an underdog again here today. And that team is the Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, sitting at plus 110. So not uh, not crazy dogs today at plus 110. Uh, at home against the San Francisco Giants, uh, looking to avoid getting swept for their second series in a row. They're on a six-game losing streak right now, which is kind of crazy. Uh, I think a, a lot of people perceive the Giants as being one of the better teams in the league. Uh, so total in this one in Arizona is at 8.5. We've got Merrill Kelly on the mound for Arizona, Alex Cobb on the mound for the Giants. I always want to call him Corn on the Cub. <laughs> but then I'm like, nobody would laugh at that, so I have to <laughs> I have to hold back. It's like so stupid that it's funny. Uh, but Javon, <laughs> what is what are your th what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I mean my thoughts, first of all, like you just said, it's a gross game that I will probably not be putting any money on whatsoever. But I mean a lot of that's because I just hate betting on or against Alex Cobb and Merrill Kelly. Um, but if I'm going to lean betting against anyone in this game, it's going to be betting against the Giants bullpen, who has been absolutely atrocious. Uh, so I'll, I'll lean the D-backs money line here. Um, their bullpen's been terrible, and Alex Cobb usually hangs around that five-inning mark. Um, rarely goes over that. If he does, it goes over by a couple outs usually. So the D-backs bats have actually been pretty hitting pretty well recently. I was looking at an article earlier. They don't get a lot of hard contact. Their hard hit rate's not huge. Their ISO's not huge. It's good for them. But um, they're just getting a lot of runs, getting a lot of base runners with scoffer contact. But it's sustainable because their expected numbers are all still in the same spot. Um, so I like them to kind of continue that a little bit here. Um, I think Merrill Kelly is also not rounding back into form because he was overperforming quite a bit early in the year. But he's starting to pitch a little better than I think a lot of people are giving him credit for. So I'm willing to back him here against the Giants offense that has been downright atrocious along with their bullpen in you know the last couple weeks here yeah so you're taking the you're taking the diamondbacks here yeah take the d-backs money line okay 
Uh, I, I don't hate the idea of that play. I think if I was going to be taking a side here, I would be on the Diamondbacks. I, I have this game as basically a complete coin flip. I have the Giants winning it by four hundredths of a run. Uh, but if you're looking at a minus 130 for that, give me the give me the other side at plus 110. Definitely. Uh, although what I think I'm going to do here is I'm actually just going to take the under at eight and a half. I, I'm not a, the biggest fan of either of these pitchers, but both of these offenses are, are pretty down right now. So over the last month, uh, they're both in the bottom 10 in all of baseball and WRC plus against right-handed pitching. The Giants are 21st with a 95 WRC plus and the Diamondbacks are in 26th with an 82 WRC plus. Also, both of the bullpens are, I mean, they're, they're okay. They're not great bullpens. They're not terrible bullpens either. The Giants are a bit up and down. Uh, the, the D-backs, if they're up, like I am kind of expecting them to be, seven, eight, nine guys coming in are are generally pretty solid. I mean, Melanson iffy sometimes but yeah but still i mean he's been one of the better relievers in baseball over the last five years or so so i think i'm gonna i'm gonna trust the starters to not get destroyed trust the bullpens to do enough give me like a five three five three type again four three maybe i think i I kind of expect a game similar to yesterday where it's going to be kind of low and slow through the beginning part of the game and then you know, maybe somebody puts up a crooked inning against a bullpen, seventh or eighth inning. I think that's just how it's going to be decided. Yep. I I completely agree. I was thinking also about a first five under, but yeah, I think if you're going to take if you're going to take a total, I would probably go with the first five under, just because I, I just think it's going to get blown up pretty late. Yeah, so the first five under is uh, four and a half, like minus 115. It can take a full game under eight and a half at uh, minus 105. So I think, especially, also, if we if we think that the Diamondbacks are going to win, that's an extra half inning of offense that we're not going to get. Fair enough. So I'm going to take that. Uh, Diamondbacks money line for you and for the chat. Uh, it is also the Diamondbacks money line. Uh, so we had nine votes on the D-backs, four votes on the Giants, and then three votes apiece on the over and the under. So, uh, so Javon, you and chat riding together today. Save Wham Lake here. Love it. Mm-hmm. Are you are you secretly voting a lot on your place? <laughs> I should, but no. <laughs> here, here's what you should do. So you should take a like a like a like a touchscreen device of some sort and attach it to your ceiling. You strap a little uh, like a stylus onto the onto your chode fan, and then you turn okay. it on and it spins. It'll keep voting and voting and voting every time totally. it passes. I think and I think that's play, what you've got going on. Always a chat play. Mm-hmm. It's a way to do it. Yeah, I I, I think it's a brilliant idea. Have you, have you, or, or anybody in chat, there's a, there's a guy, I'm sure he has like a YouTube channel too, but on Reddit, he like makes stupid inventions that are just like completely useless. Like there was one recently that was like a, a device to put sunscreen on your back. And it was basically just like a back scratcher, but it was a massive like open palm. You just like pour a bunch of sunscreen on it and then you go like this. And it's like, obviously a, like a joke product, but it like kind of works a little bit. So it's funny. Some people just have too much time. 
Well, it's like his actual job doing that. Is it? And making the content, yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess you just pay for the content. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah somebody, somebody knows who I'm talking about. Somebody has to know who I'm talking about. But it, it's so funny. He's been doing it for years. Uh, I, I recommend checking it out. I don't know exactly what his name is. If anybody knows the name, post it in chat. But 10 out of 10, worth checking out. Uh, all right. So let's hop in now to category number three. The Hype Train. Come on, motherfuckers, come on. Release the brainstorm to make your motherfucking brain warm. A strange form, something kind of lyrical. Biggie the bastard, so that's kind of spiritual. Well, in God we trust, guns are bust. So category number three is the Hype Train where we're going to take a look at a highly touted prospect making their Major League debut. Uh, and the guy that we're looking at today is Red Sox, top prospect. Uh, I guess he's number four in their system. Uh, number 52 overall, according to Fangraphs, in the entire league, uh, Brian Bello. Uh, starting pitcher, making his debut today for the Red Sox up against the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, Bello. Interesting case. Uh, so he was signed all the way back in 2017 out of the Dominican Republic. Uh, not one of the more highly touted uh, international 16-year-old prospects in uh, in that year. Signed for a bonus of $28,000 when you see uh, when you see the more top end guys signing for for upwards of four or five million dollars signing bonus. So really, really, really coming up from being a, a not so highly regarded 16-year-old into one of the top prospects in all of baseball. Uh, he's grown a lot, added a lot of muscle to his frame, and because of that, he's got uh, a fastball that sits 95 to 98, can touch 100, uh, would probably play up into uh, into the hundreds consistently in a relief role. Uh, but he's got two excellent secondary pitches as well. He's got a plus slider with a, with a ton of velocity, and he's got a plus changeup, which is something pretty rare to see. Uh, out of out of a minor league guy like this the one big downfall that he has is he does struggle a little bit with his command uh, walk numbers even in the minors a little bit higher than you would expect uh, or like to see out of a highly regarded prospect uh, but again he's young got time to fix that and and the quality of the stuff is undeniable uh, so red Sox at home in this game sitting at minus 130 on the money line total is at nine uh, also, the Rays, there's a typo. They are not plus 11.10 on the money line. They are plus 110. Uh, that, would be, uh, that would be the value of the century. Uh, Javon, what are your thoughts on your Rays today? Um, well, I'll start off with this. I am not confident in the Rays today because I have been the biggest Corey Kluber, I don't want to say fader or hater, but non-believer, we'll say. Um Ever since he came out the season, came out of the beginning of the season, pretty solid. Um, but I can't come on here and pitch the Red Sox money line either, or anything. I feel like I'd be doing myself and the people a disservice. Um, so what I'm going to do, I really like Brian Bellow's stuff, but I really like what Yandy Diaz has been doing at the plate as well. So I'm going to go with his over one and a half total bases. Um, for those who don't know, like this guy is un unbiased. He's one of the best hitters in baseball right now. I mean, it's been a short month. It's only been a week, but he's hitting 478 this month. He has seven multi-hit games in his last 10 games. Um, and this didn't really come out of nowhere either, like the whole Isaac Paredes situation either, who just started blowing up out of nowhere. Yandy Diaz has been doing this. 
Um, he's kind of one of the most unique leadoff hitters in the league, and he does it a lot. If you watch him, he just consistently shoots balls to the opposite field, which going against a, a fastball guy like Brian Bello, Bayo, however you say his name, who has the velocity as well, that's going to play into Andy Diaz's hitting stuff. Um, and, you know, to add on to that, I was looking at something on the Rays broadcast yesterday. There is Luis Arias is the best fastball hitter in the league, and Andy Diaz is number two, which I've been watching him for a while, and I guess a lot of casual people don't know that. I didn't really know that either. Um, but the guy is hitting, he hasn't stopped, and I think that's going to continue today. He's been really good in this Red Sox series and, you know, the last two weeks, so I'm going to take that. Yeah. I uh, I don't like it. He's a uh, he's a guy who definitely rakes pretty consistently against uh, against right-handed pitching as well. Yep. Uh, so it's looking like you can get this at around plus a hundred on the books. Uh, that's the number that Fangraphs is hanging. For that. Uh, yeah. So I I have mixed feelings about this game. So I, I feel like a lot of these top prospects who have come up have had a lot of success in in their first starts. We've we I mean we've I think we've seen it really across the board. Uh, we saw I mean Matt Brash had a great first start. George Kirby had a great first start. Hunter Green had uh, had a good first start. Nick Lodolo had a good first start. Um, but then a lot of them kind of fade down the stretch as, as there's more film, as, as teams have seen them pitch before. So I, I think that Bello, or if it is, if it is pronounced Bayo, somebody let me know. I know the, you, you said that the double L's could be a, could be a Y sound. I've never actually heard anybody say his name, so I don't know. Uh, but if it's, if it's Bayo, somebody in chat, let me know. I want to pronounce it correctly. Uh, but I think I think he's going to go out and have a good game. Uh, he's he's had great stats in the minors this year. He's go, he's pitched a lot of innings, which is another thing that that I like to see. So I think I think he's going to come out. He's going to have not really any kind of pitch cap pitch count today. So I think he's going to have a good day. Uh, and I'm going to take the uh, the Red Sox on the money line. I was I, I was thinking about taking an over. Uh, I do I do think that the Red Sox are going to are going to have some success against Kluber. I think that neither of these bullpens are all that great. But with this sitting at a 9 and not an 8.5, I'm like, eh. So so give me the socks here. Give me the give me the Rook. Seen it, seen it up to 9.5, too, some places. I know it's 9.5 on FanDuel. Now. Yikes. So it's climbing, climbing nice. Um, I always say, though, like as far as the Rays go, I can't give a confident lean on a side until I see the lineup that they put out because it's so drastically different from game to game. Um, but I will say if we see, like, Taylor Walls, at least two of the three, like Taylor Walls, Josh Lowe, or two of the four, Taylor Walls, Josh Lowe, Mejia, and Brett Phillips in the lineup, take the Red Sox. So that is such an atrocious stretch that kills us every game. Yeah, no, the bottom half of that lineup can definitely be uh, a little sus at times. Oh, yeah. if, if Brett Phillips plays, too, and he's still up for the half a total base on prize picks, I'm taking you. <laughs> Under that half a total base. swings a pool. It's so sad. And he can't hit Velo to save his life either, so he's going to strike out about three times. 
Yeah, so here's a, here's an interesting hypothetical question that I just came up with. So I hear uh, I hear a couple different expressions for people when they're having a bad when they like when they can't hit the ball at the plate. There's one swinging with the pool noodle, and there's another like I've heard people say swinging like 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 a pasta or something. So what yeah. it, is it is it better to have a very flimsy bat? that has a larger surface area or a, a very, very, very thin bat that is, that is rigid. I would think pool noodle would be better. I think probably for Brett Phillips, I would say wet noodle. A wet no- oh yeah. Wet, wet noodle or a pool noodle. Yeah. One of those. I've heard both of those. Yeah. I mean, a so. wet noodle is like the worst of both worlds. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I don't know. Yeah. It's an interesting <laughs> I don't know. It's like not a, not a super well thought out hypothetical. There, there's a there's an interesting discussion in there somewhere. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Also, yeah. I just I just like to fade the hosts. I, I faded the Reds yesterday. Fading the Rays today. Yeah, you gonna you gonna bring up the Rays game just so you can tell me that you're fading my team? Well, no, I had to bring up the Rays because it's the hype train. We get the hype train like once every other week at this stage in the year. Gotta 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 ride the train when we see it. Also, yeah, I'm for sure fading the Rockies the next time Ben comes on stream. We're, I don't, I don't know that we're gonna see Ben on another baseball stream this year. Ben is, Ben is in full football mode. Yeah, he's he's geared up already. Yeah, he's messaging me. Yes, he messaged me yesterday on Discord. It's like 60 days until football, and we have so much to do. I was like, I'm doing baseball. But yeah, no, we do, we do have a lot of stuff to do for football. Yeah. He is correct. Uh, I'm just starting to look forward to college basketball. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, Kev said I would pay money to pick Nick's brain off an edible. That would be uh that would be content. That would. Yeah, this is this is Nick on caffeine right now. So just just imagine. Can't even imagine. Uh all right. Also, Casey, you're you can't you, every every single day you bitch about my clear mug. Oh, it's so funny. You know what? You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna make uh, we're gonna make Capwise coffee mugs, but they're gonna be clear. They have to be clear. And yeah. and Casey, you're gonna you're gonna buy one, and you're gonna love it. It's gonna become your favorite mug. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's take a look at the poll results. Uh, we have twelve votes on the Red Sox at minus one thirty. Six votes on the raise at plus one ten. Three votes on the over, and one vote on the under. Nobody, uh, nobody's taken totals today. There's been like max three votes on any total bet today. It's just is weird. It, yeah, that is. There's a lot of polls that I feel like could go just either way. There's a lot of guys pitching who you really don't know what you're going to get from them. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, like Bello, Bayo, like Brad Keller. You never know how bad he's going to be on every given day. And then you got. Alex Cobb and Merrill Kelly, who the hell knows what they're going to come out and do. Yeah, yeah. It's like we've got we, – we both – we don't have, like, the ace pitchers going today. I mean, Max Fried is pitching today. He's the closest thing. But, like, there's no – nobody who's for sure going to go out and throw seven innings of one-run ball. And then at the same time, none of the true certified turkey tossers Yeah, are throwing today either. Typically in the middle here. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So let's hop in now to category number four. Batting practice. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. 
And so that'll make it a 4-0 ball game. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. Uh, so category number four is batting practice. We're taking a look at a game with a high total. Uh, and the game that we're looking at with the high total is a game that finished one nothing with a walk-off sacrifice fly yesterday. Speaking of high totals, uh, it's the New York Mets. Can we get one more fuck the Mets in the chat, please? And the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, so the Reds at home with Graham Ashcraft on the mound, uh, sitting at plus 145. Uh, the Mets on the road with David Peterson, uh, sitting at more like minus 165. Uh, total in this game is at 10, despite it being one nothing yesterday. Javon, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, so I think a lot of people that follow my props know exactly where I'm going with this because Brandon Drury is playing against a lefty today. <laughs> um, so I want you to double-check this price because I was looking on like my local book. They have his two-plus hits plus runs plus RBI at minus 139. I think that's a ridiculous steal of a price. Yeah, I see that on on Bet ninety nine. That's the only, that's the only book I think. I think only offshores offer that hits runs RBIs. Yeah, like that's that's a ridiculous price. So I'll be taking that. Um, I know a lot of people can't take that, but if you're taking something else, take the total bases. I'm fine with that too. I just think that's a ridiculous price. Like the guys, we know what he does against the lefties at this point. It's three hundred one slug, six fifty eight, nine seventy eight OPS. And David Peterson pitching, he's been good, um, like his last three starts. But I mean, two of them were against the Marlins, who can't hit lefties or really much of anything. But he's also a 63% fastball slider guy. Which I was actually looking through Brandon Drury's stat cast, which this is insane. Some of the stuff like that I found about him, um, like 20 of the 22 balls, last 22 balls that he's hit over 90 miles an hour off the bat have been sliders or some form of fastball. Mostly four seamers, but I mean sinkers and cutters thrown in there as well. And I was looking against some of his stuff against lefty starters. He's had a ball 90 miles per hour off the bat or more against the last nine lefty starters he's faced. And he's had multiple against the starters in six of those. And they're not they're not two joke of starters either. Like against these Breed, Justin Steele, Clayton Kershaw, Tyler Anderson, Eric Lauer, Mad Bum, Patrick Corbin, Alex Wood, Carlos Rodon. Like these are other than, like, Corbin, these are not low-end guys that he's still finding a way to match off of because that's what he does. He matches lefties. Um, and in a total of 10 in this game where we're expecting runs, yes, we didn't see it yesterday, but I'd say it's a little a unique scenario because I think the weather and the delay played a part into that and everything. But today I think we do see runs. And to get that two-plus that hits-runs-RBI combo at minus 139, that's way too much value for me to not put an irresponsible amount of units on that which I don't recommend that, recommend one unit, or promote responsible gambling, but I will probably not be responsible on that. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't hate that either. I mean, I think, I think we've, we've had Drury against a lefty multiple times while you've been on stream. I think it's hit every single time. It's, uh, I don't just blindly, like, or let me, let me correct myself. I blindly take it, but when I pitch it, it's in a spot where I'm confident in more of the fact that he's just playing lefty, like his actual situational factors that influence it so i don't just try to blindly give it and say oh he's playing a lefty he's gonna rake mm -hmm. that's what the guy does yeah no drury drury's hitting phenomenally against left-handed fishing today or this year uh so what i'm gonna take in this game i believe is the over 
So I want to take the Mets again. I just I can't bring myself to do it after after they they fucked me and they fucked so many other people up yesterday. Um, but I I think that the Mets are are going to score some runs today. Ashcraft Ashcraft is a, is a good pitcher. I don't I don't dislike Ashcraft, but he's he's not anywhere close to an elite level pitcher either. I mean he's got he's got some potential. He's a young kid. He's a rookie. Um, but yeah. I think uh, I think the Mets are due for a bounce back day, especially after after going 0 for 8 with runners in scoring position yesterday. They're getting guys on base. They're drawing walks. They were extremely patient against Lodolo yesterday, which is something that I really like to see because it means that we get to see more of this Reds bullpen. Uh, Reds bullpen pitched well yesterday, which is a sentence that feels wrong to say. Uh, but they did. Uh, but I actually, I, I that's another thing that I like coming into today. Because they they used all of their best bullpen arms yesterday. They they left three guys in the pen, and it's the three guys with like or three of the four guys with like seven ERAs on the season. So I think I think we see some of those guys today. Uh and, and the Mets can score some runs off the pen. And and like you were saying, uh Drury is excellent against lefties and this Reds team as a whole. Uh just hits really well against left-handed pitching. Over the last month, they've got a what is it? 128 WRC plus against left-handed pitching. That means that they hit 28% better than league average. That's the seventh best in all of baseball. So I like that. Uh, I think I think the Reds are good for some runs here today as well. Uh, and also the Mets pen looks a little shaky. They're missing a couple guys from the back end of the pen. Uh, Seth Lugo going out for back-to-back save situations. He blew one yesterday. Shouldn't be available today after pitching back-to-back days. So I like the uh, I like the bullpen situation here as well. So I'm going to take the over ten uh, at minus one hundred five over on Bet Rivers best price available. And uh, chat, bunch of masochists backing the Mets again. <laughs> oh, are are Adovino and Diaz fresh? Are they back? I thought I thought there was like a reason that they hadn't pitched the last couple of days. I thought they were out. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, that maybe changes some things up. But still, I uh, I think I think that even even with the, with the guys in the pen before them, uh, the Reds the Reds can do well. And again, uh, a lot of the cap is against Peterson for the Reds scoring. Okay, apparently Otto's good to go. Yeah, we'll have to see. I, I missed that news, but that is potentially important. We shall see. I'm I'm hoping, honestly, that that the Mets are up by so much that we don't even have to see Adebino or Diaz. That would yeah. make me happy. I mean, if they're healthy and available, too, I mean, it's, the total still is where it is for a reason. Mm-hmm. They haven't pitched because they finally accepted their second-place fate in the East. I think I think that's that's the winner right there. That's exactly what happened. Uh, so, poll results: uh, we had six votes on the Mets, three votes on the Reds, two votes on the over, one vote on the under. Uh, so it's going to be a Mets minus one and a half at minus one ten. And who was it? I think it was uh, Beedrum earlier had the stat about the Mets coming off a loss. They're like twenty-four of twenty-five wins coming off a loss. Or something. What was what was the stat? And like most, almost all of those, they've covered the run line. 
If you can post that stat again, I'd be I'd be interested in seeing it. It's like way at the beginning of this at the stream. Uh, also, good morning, Trent. Trent just comes in here all caps and says "morning milk." He's risen. Yeah. Are you? Wakes up and starts nuking prize picks. Yeah, probably. He probably nukes prize picks in his sleep. Dude, he I probably mean, just like opens like... up the prize picks app on his phone, puts it under his pillow, and ro and rolls around and just whatever, whatever players get pressed, that's an entry that gets submitted. Nothing is funnier than when, <laughs> when he just posts a slip late night with esports in it, and the whole esports community just throws tomatoes at him and gets so pissed. That's hilarious. Uh huh. Trent, you back? Are you back in Vegas yet? Are you hosting the surgical stream today? Yeah, he, he's hosted it. I know that. Okay. All right, so that wraps up the batting practice category. Uh, so let's hop in to the final category of the day, the walk-off. Favorite bets of the day. Uh, so what I need from you, chat, as per usual, is your favorite bets of the day. Uh, it can be a money line. It can be a run line. It can be a game total, a team total, a first five bet, a nerfy, a yerfy, a player prop. Anything that you can cite me a line for on today's MLB slate. Uh, I need not only the bet, though. I see we got Mets minus one and a half. I see we got Cubs money line. I also need the price. Is it a minus 110? Is it a plus 300? Is it a minus 4,000 Mets plus four and a half VI premium donkey cock lock of the century? Uh, if you don't give me the price, it's not going in the poll. Uh, here is the video clip. The walk-off. The 1-1 pitch. A swing and a drive! To deep right! Away! Back! Goal! Alright, and let's see what we've got. Uh, so Mets minus 1.5, Cubs money line, Braves first 5, minus 0.5, Phillies minus 1.5. I need, I need the lines. Uh, we've got the Athletics team total over three and a half. I'm not going to put that in the poll, Bedroom. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, no, no, no offense. Uh, I've got Kev with the White Sox money line at minus one. Twelve. Not because I don't think it's going to hit. I'm not putting in the poll. Minus one twenty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, give me. If if so if if there's a minus one twenty on the perfect game, that means that you're probably looking at like a plus a hundred for not perfect game. Yeah, sharps are on the perfect game. Yeah, no, sharps are on the perfect game though. There's there's RLM. Yeah. Uh let's see. TM. Twins money line, minus one oh two. First time chat. I love I love taking people first time chatters and putting them in the poll. Uh so we got minus one oh two on that. Uh, CJ said Brewers minus one and a half. Uh, what is the line on that? Uh, Evan, first time chat with a Cubs plus one and a half at plus 110. Uh, RPE with a Tigers money line going for four out of four against the Gabba Guards at plus 142. Uh, and let's see one more, one more, one more. What do we want? Djokovic minus 1800 that is that is a baseball DCL today for sure just parlay that with Braves plus eight and a half 
I don't see what could yeah. possibly go wrong. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah. It's a two-teamer bankroll builder. <laughs> All right, and CJ gave me the Brewers. Oh, I, I can't put the Brewers in there now because I got the Cubs. Can't, can't have the fade pick in the poll. Um, let's see. Let's, uh, let's go with, oh, there's so many good choices. So many good choices. Uh, let's go with the Rangers. Moneyline at minus 110 from Rampage. All right, so poll is up. Be sure to go vote. Sick Money completely agree. Riley Green is extremely good. Love me some Riley Green. All right, Javon, what is your favorite play on today's slate? So I'm going to go with the Rangers Orioles over. I locked it in at nine. It's still nine and a half. I don't care. Not playing for a push anyway, so I'll take it at whatever. But Spencer Watkins and Glenn Otto are two of probably my favorite fades in the MLB this year. Um, They just absolutely stink. I mean, you look at Glenn Otto, like he's been, I would say, not as bad up until his last start as. I think a lot of people, including myself, paint him out to be. But, I mean, he gave up four and four innings to a Mets team that couldn't hit at the time, still really can't now. They're one of the worst teams, especially versus right-handed pitching in the last couple weeks. Um, So, I mean, that combined with, you know, how bad Spencer Watkins is and has been all this year. Um, I guess back to Glenn Otto. You look at what this Orioles offense did yesterday. um, And sure, it had to do with a lot of the bad pitching from the Rangers. But they did this on offense without... Austin Hayes and Ryan Mountcastle yesterday, which those are two of the best hitters in their lineup. Mountcastle has been probably the most consistent bat whole year. I, I love that guy. He's been hitting the shit out of the ball. Um, and, you know, there's always that risk of one of those guys or one of the guys like Mullins or Adley or whatever sitting, but I, I really don't care. Um, I think their offense does what they have to do today. I think the Rangers offense too. Semyon and Seeger have really started hitting well for the first time, like at the same time, which if they do that for this offense, this offense is going to be scary going down the road. Like, sure, their pitching is probably not going to win them many games, but if Semyon and Seeger are hitting well at the same time and Adolis has not been hitting as well as he has recently, I think that's going to pick back up as well. So this offense is going to be scary. I think we see a lot of runs in this game. Same thing as yesterday. Yesterday I said that this game was going to be the worst but best game of the day. And I feel like I pretty nailed, nailed that spot on the head. I think it's going to be a lot of a lot of fireworks today, a lot of runs. So I'm taking the over. Yeah, I I definitely don't hate that. It's two of two of my absolute least favorite pitchers on the mound in yeah. that game, in uh, in Otto and Watkins. So definitely, definitely don't hate that play. Uh, so where I'm going to go with uh, with my favorite play today, and Bjorn, you're quickly going to see why I didn't want to put your play in the poll uh, because it's a similar play. So I'm taking a, a, some sort of over in the uh, in the Blue Jays A's game, and I really think this is a game where you could just pick an over out of a hat, and and it's got a pretty good shot. I I like the full game over. I like both teams team total overs. I like both teams first five team total overs. You've got James Caprillion, who is a certified turkey tosser as of right now. Uh, pitching at home, and he's been even worse at home. He's got a 6-5 ERA at home compared to like a 4-7-5 ERA on the road. Going to get up against the Blue Jays team. They've been inconsistent. They let a lot of people down yesterday, uh, but there's no denying the juice in in that Blue Jays lineup. Uh, and you've got Jose Barrios on the mound for the Jays, 
who has been uh, a, mostly a turkey tosser this year. He's had some. He's had some excellent games. I mean, there's there's a good pitcher in there somewhere. It just hasn't been on display very much this year. And on the road, Barrios has been atrocious this year. Uh, he's got a seven nine two ERA on the road compared to a three two three ERA at home, and he's been worse on the road his whole career. Whether it's uh, whether it's been in Toronto or whether it was in Minnesota in previous seasons. Uh, so I'm gonna take uh, just the first five over four and a half at plus one ten in in this game so i think the full game total sitting at eight that's why we get plus money on the over four and a half for the first five i I think either of these guys are liable to give up five by themselves i don't i'm not gonna count on either of them doing it but it's definitely within the realm of possibility uh and i think i think they both give up two three for sure so i think uh, i think there's a ton of wiggle room getting this at plus money uh plus 110 over on fanduel Love it. Yeah, Vladdy coming off of a somewhat rest day. I mean, he didn't didn't start. I know he pinch hit though, but pretty much an off day. He's coming in for us. Yeah, uh, and Jesus, for people that can't bet first five, what's an alternative that you like? So the first thing I would say is if you're betting on, if, so if you can't get first five, I'm assuming that you're using a bookie, because even even offshore books should offer first five bets. A lot, a lot of them won't offer first five team totals, but they, they should offer just first five mon- money lines, run lines, and totals. Uh, I, would, I would explore other book options. It's a, it's a pretty standard type of bet to have access to. Uh, if you can't bet a first five total at all, uh, I would probably go with a full game over. Uh, so that's mine, and let's see what chat is on. I saw some uh, some rumblings. <laughs> uh, <laughs> chat picked a plus one forty two play as their pod uh, as the first time for everything. Javon, can you like look outside and confirm that the sun did in fact rise this morning? This is my windows are closed wild. for for the sake of lighting. So absolutely wild. Yeah. Um, so. Tigers, money line, plus 142, eight votes. Uh, coming in second was the White Sox uh, at minus 112 with six votes. The Twins and Rangers money lines each picked up three, and the Cubs, plus one and a half, picked up two. Uh, so it is going to be Tigers, money line, going for the sweep uh, at plus 142 as chat's POD. And in fact, best price on that is actually plus 150. Over on Barstool. Game starts in half an hour. Uh, what does model have for Brewers and White Sox? Question from Cam. It's a good question. Um, I, I have the White Sox game as a toss-up, which is in line with where the lines are at. I mean, I have I have the White Sox winning by... A, a negligible margin and they're they're what like minus 115 minus 120 minus 112 in the poll I, th- I think that's priced completely fairly uh i do have the brewers winning i don't have the brewers winning by enough to make me think that there's value on them on the money line or on the minus one and a half so if i i'm not i'm not gonna be betting that game i'm i'm happy with the way that the cubs played yesterday no suzuki also for the cubs 
and no Contreras. So the line that the model has for the Brewers is going to go up by quite a bit. Uh, but that's a game I'm staying away from as well. Uh, all right. Model has twins winning by 0. 0.6. Uh, refresh your page. Or do I need to refresh my page? Oh, yeah, I needed to refresh my page. No, you need to refresh your page. I had two different pages up. One was refreshed and one wasn't. Yeah. I put in updated sims this morning. Like, just before the stream started. So what what goes into something changing by that kind of negligible, I can't talk, of a bargain? Um, so some of it, obviously, is, is just if I were to run the sims once and run the sims a second time, I'd get slightly different numbers. Just because it is uh, like a like a Monte Carlo style simulation, so there is an inherent randomness to it, and and you're not going to get the exact same number every single time. Uh, another thing that would potentially impact it is changes to the lineups, because uh, the model does read in the lineups and say, like, okay, we got one through nine, and we're actually going to run the at bat versus the pitcher run the next at bat versus the pitcher, move the guys around the base paths. So it is sensitive to all of those things. So from, from 7 o'clock last night to 8 o'clock this morning, if there's any changes in the projected lineups, that's another thing that'll, that'll cause a change. And like the, uh, the what's it called? Like the Cubs today. Their uh, Project, projected lineups that are in the Sims have have Seiya Suzuki in, they have William Contreras in, and those guys are out. So I'm expecting the line just from that to move, maybe three tenths of a three tenths of a run in the Brewers' favor from that. And yeah, Rampage model has Astros, Yankees, and Mets all winning by two. That it does. Uh, all of those games are sketched though. I, I am so sketched out by the Mets game and by the Yankees. Yeah, I'd say I'm in the same boat. Yeah. I think the one, you can could, you could feel confident about taking the Mets run line if you like the Mets, just because that game is, it's a high total game, so there's probably going to be runs. I know we didn't see them yesterday, but I think there's going to be runs today. So. Mm -hmm. I think you could feel most confident in taking that one outside of like, just the match with the teams and the game itself. Yeah, I def I definitely do feel comfortable with the Astros today with Javier on the mound and the way that the Astros yeah, bats yeah. have been hitting. I do like that one. All right. Uh, I know you've got to hop off, hop on to behind the lines. Uh, if anybody in chat has any questions about anything, feel free to hop in to our Discord. Uh, there is a link to that now in the chat. I uh, got... More than 2,000 people in there talking about all kinds of different sports. The tennis chat has been going crazy uh, with Wimbledon. So if anybody is into that, or if anybody's just looking for uh, D-Gen bets, hop on. Uh, can we get a Summer League model? Absolutely not. Uh, you will likely never see an NBA model from me. Need it. Need it badly. Uh, and especially not Summer League. <laughs> NBA is just too fucky with effort yes. levels and 
players just not playing or going out and playing for two minutes and then sitting the rest of the game just for whatever reason. It's, yep. it, it doesn't lend itself well to the type of modeling that I like to do. Super frustrating. There's not much you can do to predict a lot of the stuff, whether it's just you yourself predicting it or any computer model simulations projecting it. You just can't do it. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you can. I just don't really you want can, to. I'm saying yeah. it's, it's so volatile that, like, the outlier performances or coaching decisions happen too much. Yeah, I mean, and they're and they're unpredictable. If they were, well, I mean, they are, and they're they are predictable even, but they're not predictable really, from uh, from the modeling perspective of things. Yeah, that's what I was trying like. To you say. you have like I know that there's people who under understand the way that the the game to game rotations work and vary, but as far as just feeding rosters into a model, that it's not really something that it can pick up on, and it's an, it's a very important piece of the puzzle. Uh, so yeah, thank you, as always, Javon, for hopping on. Everyone be sure to go follow Javon on Twitter if you're not doing so already. Uh, there's a link to that in the chat. Uh, and with that, we're going to end the stream. Be sure to go hop on over to the Book It Sports channel. Check out Javon and Krabs and today's guest. I'm not sure who it is uh, on Behind the Lines. I don't, I don't think we do. <laughs> oh, no guest today? I don't think so. I think Krabs is uh, also like we're starting at one today, so we got okay. we got a little time. But uh, he's moving, so he might be doing a stream from his car, which would be pretty pretty interesting. Yeah. So we'll Verizon Xfinity L Wi Fi yeah. having some troubles. Mm -hmm. We'll see how that goes. Appreciate you having me as always. Always a fun time on here. Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Good luck to everybody on the bets today. Yep, uh, and we will be back on. Friday with Crab. So no stream on Thursdays. Uh, it is a travel day for a lot of teams. Uh, but we'll be back Friday, same time, same place. Looking forward to seeing y'all there. Good luck. Take it easy.